A to Z Sports Prime Time on this Monday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com, get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found at the Ashton team. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. Trust the best in the business when it comes to protecting your constitutional rights. True Math Fitness in the Gulch. You guys know I always go to my True Math Fitness personal training sessions on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Looking forward to getting back at it with Worth tomorrow. You can get your first workout free at TrueMathFitness.com. And Zen Sports, promo code ATOZTN. Gets you involved with that $1,000 up to $1,000. No danger first wager. And a uh, a good uh, a good giveaway opportunity that we'll tell you guys about a little later on in the broadcast. All right, so uh, quickly, because uh, a lot of you guys keep sending this my way, and Bert and I talked about doing the Bedard, inform- Bedard story, Greg Bedard, for those of you who, who didn't see it, um, tonight on Primetime. There's a lot of stuff there that I, I need. One, there's there's a lot of speculation um, that, he's, that he's put out there as fact, and while I have heard a lot of the stuff that he has put into print there, I have never been comfortable, even though, you know, to be completely honest with you, been hearing that stuff for a couple of months now about, about Rand and about Vrabel and about the league and their involvement and ownership's part to play in everything that is the Tennessee Titans right now. Uh, So there's a lot of it that is being discussed around the league to put it in print is different though, because while I have heard a lot of the stuff, like the only thing that was new in there to me that I hadn't heard before is Mike Vrabel, you know, trying to force his way out. And just because I haven't heard it doesn't mean that it's not true, but based on the level of, uh, based on the level of additional information, facts to back up the point that was made in those articles, you know, it kind of, it kind of, and I don't know Greg. Uh, I know Mike Giardi, who works for Greg Bedard at the at the Boston Sports Journal. I texted Giardi a little bit about this uh, a couple of nights, or I guess last night. Um, but there's just there's a lot of stuff that it it feels like somebody took one of one of the group texts I'm in with a bunch of national media members and put it in print. And I don't necessarily know that I feel comfortable getting into much further detail without actual reported fact. And examples of, you know, as it's alleged, Rand Carthon not working hard uh, as a San Francisco 49ers employee. I don't talk to people with the Niners that way, so I'm not able to verify that independently, full disclosure. Greg Bedard is a Patriots beat writer. I I don't know who Greg talks to. I'm not here to source guess, but it's, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there that, here's what we'll say about it. That that is very much a real conversation that's being had around the Titans and their hiring situation. And until such time as there's, you know, there's more reason to discuss it, I think we can we can leave it there. Amar says fake news. No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I, I just don't think it's ready to be news, is my point. Um, I just don't think it's ready to be news. There needs to be verified information fact-based journalism and reporting and evidence to support what is being alleged about the Titan situation before it's out there. Because like I said, I've been hearing this shit for for a couple of months about uh, Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel 
and stuff like that behind closed doors. But, you know, I don't just because somebody told it to me secondhand doesn't mean I run to the primetime show and talk about it. And that's I, like I said, I don't know who Greg Bedard talked to. Um, but the le- the lack of detail in that was tough for me to kind of support is what I'll say. Anyway, we don't have to get into that because I don't think it's worth our time. Uh, so let's uh, let's keep it moving. Let's talk about the offensive line group and how you know how this group in the eighth different combination of Tennessee Titans offensive linemen. Um, now TD is saying that Bedard is backpedaling. Oh, really? Uh, I did not see that. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I'm gonna have uh, now. Here's what I'll say. Uh, well, actually, okay. We'll say this for the radio show because I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to get bogged down when we have actual stuff to talk about. And I can it, it with with a with a little more time to prepare. I can put together you know everything you need to know about this on the radio show tomorrow. So we'll do that tomorrow morning on 104.5 The Zone um, because there there is a lot there that's worth digging into, and I can kind of I can give you. How much, how much more I can expand on what it is that you have to work with. Trip and Titan says, yes, let's, uh, let's talk about this drama for three hours tomorrow. I mean, yeah, why not? It's a Tuesday. There's not shit else going on. It's a player's day off. Uh, so major key says, so racism forced to hire an African-American is crazy, but Hey, the state of Tennessee is a right wing state. So I don't expect, uh, less listen. Um, I, yeah, we're, we're not going to get into this now. Cause I, I, I expect there, there are plenty of good reasons why the league would want to push a, a minority higher on them, for sure, uh, if you've been paying attention to the news cycle around the Tennessee Titans the last two seasons. But uh, so, I no, I don't think you have to jump straight to racism. I do think that there are reasons why the league would push a minority candidate on them. But that's, we've got time tomorrow. All right, let's talk about the offensive line. Everybody cool off. <laughs> so, uh, this is the best, uh, this is the best, group of Titans offensive linemen that they've trotted out this far on the year. The only better performance that the Titans offensive line has had in eight different combinations of players that they have out there is the Indianapolis Colts game a couple of months ago uh, or last month in Indianapolis. I think that when you look at how much better this team, this football team can be, because here's, here's what we have, right? You have a bad football team in the Tennessee Titans that beat a worse football team in the Carolina Panthers. And a lot of people are going to bitch and moan, as as many people were today on the radio show, about uh, about you know, oh, but it's only Carolina. They should be Carolina. It doesn't mean anything that be they be Carolina. All right, fine, whatever. If you want to, if you want to turn up, turn your nose up at wins. Okay, that's that seems like an unproductive way to go about this. So the way that I'm looking at it is, all right, what do they have? What's working? What's not? What can they build upon and continue to keep this thing moving forward so that it's not as heavy of a lift? to try and pull all this shit together heading into 2024. Because you can't just blow up the whole thing, even though a lot of this roster is probably not going to be here uh, later on. Uh, Titan Man 9000 says, it's your job to bitch and moan, Buck, not ours. No, you guys have been really bitchy lately, to be completely honest with you. And I'm not, I'm not, when I say you guys, I'm just talking about like the, the active portion of the Titans fan base on social media has been particularly bitchy and whiny lately. And it's not been my favorite exchange. And you guys know, I love you, but I know that you need to be a little, uh, you know, I knew uh, you need to be a little more rational with everything that's going on around here. And I think that, uh, and I think that, you know, it's okay for Titans fans or any fan base to lose sight of that from time to time. And that's what the internet is for. 
I also can, you know, be, uh, I can be disenchanted by it. And frankly, a lot of the behavior of Titans fans that I've seen on the internet throughout the course of the season is, as Wayne between, uh, annoying and, and loathsome, um, from time to time, doesn't mean that I don't love you guys, but it just means that a lot of you, some of you, we won't even say a lot because it's not a majority, but I think that a lot of you can be better, right? So we'll continue to move on. Um, offensive line fix, Jalen Duncan at left tackle. Raiden's basically the only guy they have left to play right tackle with, uh, with what we have seen from the injury situation and how that continues to, uh, how that continues to spiral people or, uh, <laughs> God damn it, Bert. <laughs> Driven Titans hit. Throw the comment up. You you can pop in here early since you're the one who outed me earlier today, you son of a bitch. I'll deal with you later when we get to the end of the show. Yeah, I can say son of a bitch, Bert. It's okay. It's fine. It's the internet. Breathe. It's not FCC radio. Jesus. Nobody can see him. He's back there giving me double middle fingers uh, in his... Uh, if, if I really wanted to get him fired, I'd pull him into the chat right now and see, see just how bad we can wreck Robert Lee Walsh's career. Uh, Because I'm thinking about it, but we'll get to him later on where you see that portly little red man on your graphic. We'll we'll deal with Burt Walsh in just a little bit. Um, But this is the best combination of Titans offensive linemen that they have had. And so we'll start with your Two Rivers Ford take Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and on Twitch in the comment section. How confident what is your level of confidence in the current Titans offensive line situation? So that's from left to right. Duncan, Skaronsky, Brewer, Brunskill, and Raidens. There's probably going to be an injury at some point down the line. This is probably not the last combination of Titans offensive linemen that we see. But how confident are you in the Titans offensive line group after what you saw on Sunday? We will talk about it together right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by the great people at Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford always goes above and beyond to put you in position to succeed. They are the best. I'm not, I don't have great bedside manner. You guys know this very well by now. You know who does? Two Rivers Ford. They always put the customer in the driver's seat to make sure that you can go above and beyond to enjoy the car buying experience. Whether it's uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's a customer of Two Rivers Ford, Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio, myself, Ramon Foster, Don Davenport, so many other of hundreds of thousands of Middle Tennesseans across 40 years doing business. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So um, as you look at the offensive line group, I'm going to give you some pro football focus numbers from the Titans offensive line group just to kind of uh, help you make your determination, right? These teams, or or this this team in particular, this team is going to be far from perfect throughout the course of the season. And I think as you look at all the different ways that the Tennessee Titans have tried to patch this thing together at uh, at four and seven, that there was some stuff to be a little more reassured about from Carolina, from the Carolina tape. So I'll give you the pro football focus numbers on the offensive line group here in just a second. Um, but I want to know your level of confidence right now. PFF is overrated, says David Lawrence. Well, tough shit. That's what we have to work with. I mean, unless you've got a unless you've got a true media password handy for me, David. What I have is PFF, Pro Football Reference. And, uh, well, I used to use Football Outsiders a ton until Aaron Schatz left. But uh, since then, yes, PFF may be overrated, but that's the best metric that we have. You don't have access to Mike Vrabel and his coaching staff's grade. So in the meantime, you got to eat it and use some PFF numbers. 
and it's not completely overrated. It's more accurate. Are you charting the the pass the, the pressures that uh, the Titans' offensive line is giving up? Are you charting the pressures that Will Levis uh, or that the the Titans' defense is is uh, putting together? Probably not. So then we should be grateful that PFF or somebody is doing it for us. So these numbers are easily accessible for the rest of us. Uh, so <laughs> Titans is getting by. Now, you know, I just, I just generally, you know, I, I'm probably going to get worse uh, as as the season wears on and as people start to become more, uh, <laughs> more, uh, you know, disgruntled throughout the course of this. So we have that to look forward to. If the Titans don't keep winning football games, you should be rooting for the Titans to win football games just so my mood stays good. But anyway, we uh, <laughs> we'll keep it moving. Bryce says I'm fed up. Yeah, I. There was, there was a comment that really set my shit off today on the radio show. Just some loser in there whining about the, the Titans going out there and winning a football game just because they beat a bad team. Like, that's the whole thing. You're supposed to beat bad teams. I don't have to regurgitate that whole uh, that whole spiel today. But, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, sick, I'm sick of the bitching. I'm sick of the bitching. I've got to do it. You've got to do it. You don't have to do it. Uh, but if you don't have to do it, then I don't understand why you continue to do it. We'll keep it moving. Uh, B-Bird says, I like Angry Buck, though. It's it's the dirty secret. It's the dirty secret. I, I'm better when I'm angry, and I hate that because it's not good for my health uh, or my uh, <laughs> or how you guys perceive me. Because contrary to popular belief, I don't think I'm the worst human being in the world, but my behavior uh, <laughs> when I get annoyed in these broadcasts would probably, uh, probably lend itself otherwise. But I promise I'm not this big a jerk uh, when, when you guys come up out, out in public. It's always... Uh, it's always uh, it's always a more pleasant interaction than some of the ones that we have around here. Anyway, we'll keep it moving here on the uh, here on the primetime show. So, Skaronsky, or excuse me, Duncan Skaronsky, Brewer, uh, Brunskill, and Raidens. What is your level of confidence? Uh, Wex says this whole group is trash. Uh, the only one to keep is Peter. Switch them all around if you want. It's sad how we addressed it before the season. I, I think that's fair criticism. I think that's completely fair criticism. The Titans offensive line is bad, right? They did invest in some stuff this offseason, and it didn't pay dividends. Two of the biggest misses that they were banking on this year was some level of play. Uh, Stephen King says, I bet Bucks 5-1 in real life. Uh, I That's the comment that I get uh, almost as often as you don't look anything like I thought you'd look like, is how much taller people think I am in person um but you know it's uh I, I I don't feel like I'm that like like I'm I'm that tall of a person just because I work around six seven or six five six six professional athletes for for the vast majority of my life if anything I feel short but you know it's nice to see people out in public so I can tower over people the way that the professional athletes get to tower over the media anyway we'll keep it moving um I think that uh I think that the offensive line group is Something that they looked at this offseason and understood that they were kind of in for it going in. But we've talked about this. They took flyers. They took some risks. Andre Dillard being the biggest one. And that one for sure shit the bed. Traylon Burks not contributing anything, anything of consequence to date. And how bad the Andre Dillard experiment went. Um... It's something that I really think nuked them more than anything else that they've got going on. And while I think that, while I think that uh, what what they tried to do 
made sense in real time, that's obviously the thing that has killed them the most. It's not just that they spent the money. It's that the players, I mean, Andre Dillard can't, cannot play, just flatly cannot play. Burks cannot play. Uh, he may be able to, but he's just not out there. So in the absence of that, he cannot play. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot to really whiff on when you've already got some other flaws, the way that every football team has flaws, every football team has flaws. But I think that when you look at what the Titans tried to do, there's a couple of things that they were kind of leaning on more than most. And that all of them seem to have failed pretty spectacularly. Um, frustrates you. Craig Baxter says, uh, Burks is Davis 2.0. You wish that Traylon Burks was Corey Davis. Corey Davis was a solid player here. Um, Corey Davis had, I don't know that he ever broke it. In fact, I know Corey didn't ever break a thousand yards, but Corey Davis was just shy of a thousand yards in 2019 when AJ Brown also, uh, had, had a great year, uh, in his rookie season. You, you wish that Traylon Burks was Corey Davis. Now there was some, some availability stuff with Corey too, but not to this extent, not, not so early on. Um, let's see who on Facebook, uh, John Spain, Howard says, Buck, is it fair to have significant concerns that Dillard was kept in the left tackle position while Duncan wasn't given much of a chance earlier? Um, no, I don't think so. I really don't. I, they had to try it and they can't, they can't just like, they yanked him pretty quickly. Like that he is that much worse than Dennis Daly was. Dennis Daly got the opportunity to go, I think it was almost 15 weeks as the starter before they said, all right, maybe we need to try something different here because this just isn't sustainable. They made it to week six before they benched Andre Dillard in London. Um, that's that's a pretty quick trigger, especially for a coach like Mike Vrabel, who, who really tries to avoid a lot of variance by not putting rookies in before he feels like they're ready. I think it's completely fair what they tried to do. I think that that at the time that they pulled him, it made sense to pull him and the fact that they haven't gone back to him, you know, beyond when they have to, uh, is, is something that is, is really of note. Ben Hall says, Buck, who signed Andre Dillard? Well, uh, the Titans signed Andre Dillard, but if you're asking who was, who pushed for Andre Dillard or who thought that the Andre Dillard situation might work. The head coach, Mike Vrabel, is somebody who I would attribute the Andre Dillard acquisition to, but uh, the Titans organization. Now, the fact that you know there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of people inside that building or outside that building that tell that can tell me who actually makes these decisions around there, and the fact that it's not clearly and obviously the general manager is of great concern, which is why a lot of you are uh, you know wigged out. By that, uh, by that Greg Bedard stuff. Uh, Blake Mitchell says, any news on that take you mentioned at the end of the show last night regarding Vrabel forcing his way, his own way out? Yeah, it's just a lot of, it's, you know, we, we touched on it at the start of the show, Blake. You can go back and watch it. I'll, uh, I'll put, you know, or, or you can tune to the radio show. I'm going to do a lot on the radio show, uh, tomorrow. Cause when I, when I read that as we were closing the primetime show last night, that was pretty spicy. Um, and then I actually looked, I, I read further into what it was. I texted a bunch of people. I called a bunch of people. And like I said, it's, it's a lot of speculation. A lot of like, I've heard a lot of that stuff, except for the forcing his way out stuff. Um, and we can go through and, and dispel or confirm 
some of the stuff that was in there tomorrow for three hours. I just, I don't think it's worth wasting, wasting time around here. It's he's not going anywhere. Mike Vrabel's not going anywhere. You know, take a breath. Uh, Jack Penfold says, wow, Vrabel. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, on, on Andre Dillard. Um, it's, it's not a huge level of commitment, uh, to, it's not a huge level of commitment as far as the, the, the financials. I know it looks worse than it actually is because they can get out from under it. By the way, we will, uh, we will, uh, go through it. Uh, we will go through it at great length here in just a second. I keep forgetting that I need to remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Go to amandajgentry.com for your constitutional rights to be protected. Uh, wherever justice demands is what Amanda J. and her team uh, go above and beyond to make sure that you have whatever you need. They will make sure that you feel that you are protected where your constitutional rights are concerned. Whether you're it's whether you feel that your right to be a father to your children is under fire, Amanda J. is particularly passionate about paternal rights to parent your child. Wherever justice demands, AmandaJGentry.com. For more information. Uh, okay. So uh, Xavier says the third down bubble screen's got to go. Well, your offensive line's got to go before the third down bubble screen. That's that's why they're doing it. Like they, they're trying to, they're trying to mitigate the offensive line issues. And, uh, you know, I know it's not a good explanation. I know it's not an explanation anybody's going to be happy with, but like, that's why they're doing it. Your offensive line is shit. And they're trying to find ways to mitigate that. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that is um, a lot of, of where the issues are. Now, I think that this can be the best combination of the group that they've put together thus thus far. And here are some of the pressure numbers, um, courtesy uh, or pressure allowed numbers, courtesy of pro football ref, uh, pro football focus, rather. Jalen Duncan, he did not do very well as a pass blocker. He was better as a run blocker for sure. He allowed three total pressures. There were two quarterback hits and one hurry. Not the worst for a rookie debuting at left tackle. Uh, it's not a good defense in Carolina. They haven't been able to affect the quarterback. Brian Burns is the best player they have, and they can't do he can't do it all himself. Uh, then there's Peter Skaronsky, who was by far and away their best pass blocker, but uh, Peter did not play well in the run game. He didn't allow a pressure at all. No hurries, no hits, no sacks uh, against the uh, against the Panthers. Brewer allowed one pressure. It was a hurry. Brunskill allowed two pressures. It was two hurries. Raidens allowed two pressures, one hurries, and the one sack uh, that the uh, that Levis took was attributed <clears throat> to Dylan Raidens at right tackle. Excuse me for coughing directly in the microphone. That was gross, but, you know, uh, it's just got to get through it. Uh, so Mike Vrabel was asked about the offensive line situation earlier today, and this is what he had to say. It was okay. I mean, I think that there were some good snaps. I think early, you know, got powered and needs to, to break, replace his hands, and, you know, he settled down and, you know, I thought it did a, did a nice job and, and, and had some good snaps. Um, you know, I think that he was conscious, you know, as we look at, you know, Derek maybe cutting back and the guy breaking the framework of his body and Jalen letting him go and not just, you know, tugging him right there at the point of attack is something that we try to talk to those guys about where, you know, the offensive linemen may not know, they don't know where the, the running back is. and. You know, they're just trying to block him and, and, and stay square and get some movement. And then as the back decides to, you know, to make his cut uh, wherever they're going, that sometimes these guys shed and, and you find a guy that, you know, there's some restriction at the point of attack. And, I, you know, I saw that Jalen, you know, let the guy go and Derek was able to, to get the corner and, and 
gain, you know, 12 or, or 15 yards. Um, you know, would have liked to have had a better block on the on the throw to Chig, you know, but Will made uh, a great throw uh, with pressure, and and Chig helped Will out. So that's kind of how it goes sometimes. Yeah, but I thought it was okay for, you know, for his you know, first extended you know action. So that was Mike Vrabel talking about Jalen Duncan in his uh, rookie debut, his rookie debut at left tackle, it should uh, should be noted. Primetime made possible by Zen Sports. Download the Zen Sports app, plug in the promo code A-T-O-Z-T-N, and you will get in on the action. You will also uh, make sure that you get a great offer that they have for you, courtesy of Zen Sports. Uh, they are giving away two tickets, each to two winners. When you sign up for a Zen Sports account using the code A-T-O-Z-T-N, you can be one of two winners to win two tickets to the Colts-Titans VIP tailgate party. So it's not tickets to the game, but it's tickets to the tailgate. So there's free food, catered, uh, unlimited drinks, pregame fun. Also uh, going to be uh, a, you know, also, of course, the No Danger First Wager available to you when you plug in that promo code. So sign up for a Zen Sports account today. Use that promo code and be entered to win uh, a potentially two tickets to the Colts versus Titans VIP tailgate party courtesy of Zen Sports. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. All right. Um, so I think that there's a lot to like about the offensive line for this <laughs> That's a funny phrase for me to start off saying. There's not a lot to like about the offensive line. Let me let me stop myself before I get too far ahead. What I like about what they're trying with the offensive line is the better way to say it is that Jalen Duncan may not be a starter for the offensive line in 2024. But if he can be a viable death piece, if he can find ways, I you know, I think so far he's acquitted himself better than Nicholas Petit Frere has as a former uh, as a as a former third round pick out of Ohio State this is something that is going to be uh this is something that is going to be very very important for them to figure out because it's it's not just that they don't have starters they have no depth right that Duncan and Raidens are out there as the fourth and fifth tackles basically speaks to the lack of depth that they have so they have to find something out in this process and if this offensive line group can give them a chance while finding out who belongs here next year and who doesn't beyond just Peter Skaronsky, right? Because I think all of us, he's not been, like, I wouldn't say that Skaronsky has been, I wouldn't say that Skaronsky's been overwhelmingly good. I would say that he looks like a rookie offensive lineman out there on a bad offensive line. And that's that's a really tough thing for him to have to overcome. So, um, you know, he he continues to, uh, he continues to, to progress, but, Duncan, whether it's as a starter, whether it's left tackle, whether it's in uh, as an interior player, they have to figure out how many of these dudes can be on the roster next year or are worth keeping on the roster next year. Uh, our line couldn't block Buck and Burt, says Ben Hall. It's entirely possible. We'll see. I would like to block Burt on a regular basis. We'll see what he's uh, brought to the table here in just a second. Quick reminder that the primetime show is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. TrueMath Fitness always goes above and beyond to help you meet your fitness needs. So with that, uh, I want to uh, we'll, we'll save this uh, we'll save this question about who's your favorite Titan 
on the roster right now because there's some interesting comments from Mike Vrabel about a particular player today that I think are worth playing. But we'll we'll give ourselves more room to work tomorrow on that. In the meantime, we'll welcome in Robert Lee Walsh, who tried to out me earlier uh, on the radio show. I then associated him with the black-faced uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan because I told him that I would if he decided to uh, decided to go down that road. And uh, now, what you, what have you since I've already kind of you know shot you out of the gate in this in this kind of <laughs> your your eyes right now looking dead ahead at that camera or just laugh out loud funny you need a nap desperately uh since i've killed whatever you're gonna try to nuke me with out of the gate what do you have to say for yourself hello bud you son of a bitch that's right see it feels good to be able to say it <laughs> it does it feels feel good, good to be able to say it that's right that's, that's right. right don't get don't get me excited, man. I might do a little too much of that. But something else that got me hit. Yes. Yes, we can. We can. We can do that. I got a family. I got two cats. I got people to feed. I got a big old belly. Please don't cancel me. I got too much shit to Stop do. Stop support, supporting the Chiefs fan in the blackface. And I'm supporting the kid. We're mad at the kid. It's not the kid's fault. His parents painted his face. That was too good of a paint job for a child to do that. That little... That... Oh, my... That kid, probably that little racist, even, is what yeah. you meant to say. That little that racist, little racist yeah. probably can't even color inside the lines, and y'all are mad at him. God, it ain't what the kid's have? fault. What Let's do you cancel. have this week? Uh, something that we should never cancel are halftime shows, entertainment. Uh, we had Dolly Parton, we had Jack Harlow, we had a uh, cast of characters in the Atlanta games. Ludacris coming from the ceiling, uh, singing "Move" with Jameis rapping on the sideline to Derek Carr. All of that is good and well, but what I like. In my halftime show is a lot of child violence. Who thinks that was a bad idea? Not me. <laughs> a sheeter shitting all over the field. That kid's holding on for dear life. He's cr- screaming and crying. They're like, way to go. They hold him up in the air like he's Simba on the day of his birth. Rafiki's ready. He to literally held him up Lion King style. What are you talking about? Halftime That shows. happened in an NFL game? Denver Broncos. That's why they won. That's why they beat the Browns. That well, yeah, because of... the Browns didn't want to step in sheep shit out there. You, nobody wants to get their nose put in that. All I'm saying, halftime shows need more child violence. I need kids fencing. I need kids playing paintball. I need them getting their ass kicked by mascots. I need them reenacting wars. I need kids out there at halftime putting their life on the line. That's what we need. No more Red Panda. I need a... I'm telling you. It's so true. It's I'm so telling true. you. Somebody there. There was a couple of Titans fans that I think they came in from Arkansas. Is is what they said. They came. They came to hang out to come see the pregame show with with Blaine and Mickey and 
and uh, myself there dressed like a fucking Stephen Cohen. Excuse my language, dressed like a Stephen Cohen character. <laughs> Whoops, it's an internet show. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked that hasn't happened to me or more on the radio, to be completely honest with you. It, it just me, just the one time. Yeah, and, just uh, the one time. <laughs> losing no. any favor I've ever garnered. That one time I... That, that one time lived uh, this is how you know it's getting late and that i'm exhausted because i'm now i'm now i'm losing all filter god help us it uh it, this is the this is the most unvarnished version that you're possibly gonna get this is what it actually sounds like when i talk to bert uh but uh when i when i look at the uh i was talking to i was talking to a couple of these these guys and uh they took a picture with me and they posted it on instagram afterwards i posted it on my story right because you know i always like to see people and take pictures with them and uh, and they were all decked out and busted with the boys' gear. And the guy whose post I uh, put put on my story said, "You should have given Lawan and Compton shit for not coming to the Titans game." And I said, "Buddy, like, do you understand that I would be nowhere near that stadium if it if my paycheck, if my mortgage, if my you know, Bert's Bert saying don't cancel him because he's got cats to feed. There's another one in my damn house that I have to feed." I, I that I would be nowhere near that stadium. <laughs> if it's not if it's not for my for my paycheck. <laughs> like I would I wouldn't wish oh. that shit on on my worst enemy. 17 to 10 over the Carolina Panthers. You think you guys think I'm there willingly? You've never seen my veins in the, the veins in my neck pop out that profusely. I I, I like I had to break it to him. I'm like, "Bud, you, you being here for enjoyment, you're the anomaly. You're the, you're, you're the, you're the one in the wrong here. You're out of your damn mind. But good luck and God bless. They're vested. We are vested, says Corey D. Jackson. I'm saying, I while while I while I do get annoyed with you guys sometimes with the amount of bitching after a win, um, because you know you you've done precious little winning lately. So I just don't understand how people are that quick to say, oh, well, it doesn't win. The win didn't count as the Carolina Panthers. What do you mean? You've won four games. Um, I think that, uh, I think I, I love that there is a, I, while I am annoyed by some of that, I do have a tremendous amount of respect for people who stick by their sports teams that way. Cause it couldn't be me. I mean, I do watch Indiana basketball when they get their asses kicked by UConn and it makes me miserable. So maybe I'm, you know, I am what I hate in this particular situation. Cause I just won't quit them, but uh, I I couldn't believe that somebody said that to me with a serious face. Like you should give them hell for not showing up to the game, brother. They they sit in a they sit in a box more comfortable than mine, and I wouldn't show up to that game. We could go to Travis Scott, December fourth, only ninety two bucks. I'll put the tickets in your inbox if you'll check them out. Thanks, buddy. Had a great show. Get out. <laughs> ben Hall says, "Have you tried drinking at Titans games, Buck?" I if the day that they serve booze in the press box is the day that I probably get fired for saying something that you know I <laughs> saying saying something that I uh, that say, being too honest with you guys about how I feel sometimes watching your football team, <laughs> but it's okay. I truly we 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 joke we we kid because we love and it it really is like there is not a better job even when they suck it, there's not a better job in the world there really isn't and I. I really, I, you know, I'm, I, uh, <laughs> I make a big scene from time to time about some of this stuff, but I really do. I really do enjoy covering an NFL team, even when they're bad like this. Like there's a lot, it's a lot of fun for us to be able to screw around around this stuff. Uh, <laughs> Corey's Corey sounds like he's going to sneak me a flask in the press box. Uh, perhaps, perhaps we will see anyway. 
talk talk to me at the Colts game because I I think the weather for the Colts game is going to be ghastly, and uh, if that's the case, then perhaps we will resort to substances. Only kidding. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight on primetime. I had a lot of fun tonight on the primetime show. I know it was a bit unhinged, but sometimes those are are the best shows. Uh, if you want more on the Greg Bedard stuff, we'll go through it on the uh, radio show tomorrow from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, there's some stuff that's bullshit. There's some stuff that's got legs. And there's some stuff that I haven't heard before. So we'll work our way through that together tomorrow. Uh, and we will talk to you guys then. See y'all.